So how much should the heads of social media companies, what, what, what should their blame be when families and, and their children go through through the ringer? Because Mark Zuckerberg today to the Senate Judiciary Committee apologized to families that were in the hearing room, saying that I'm sorry for everything you all have been through. No one should go through the things that your families have suffered. And this is why we invest so much and we are going to continue doing industry-wide efforts to make sure no one has to go through the things that your family suffered. I, I, I guess for me, in this in this hearing that that has wrapped up, um, the role of social media when it comes to not only the 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 censoring of people or information. Or, or or the algorithms that are to blame for some of the, the issues that, that teens are facing, kids are facing when using these platforms. It seems like that there is no real oversight in place. And I know that's been the tug in the, 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 the tug of war that's been going on between lawmakers and social media companies. But there, there really aren't st- really strict guardrails in place. And for a company or companies that have to apologize to parents, I, I think that, that the fact that you have to apologize because the, the infrastructure that's in place, I mean, that, that's not a, it's not a good model. It's just not, it's not the right model. And I, I think that, I mean, kids are going to be able to find ways to, to do things that they probably shouldn't do. And should kids be using social media? No. I mean, I don't know that if you're under the age of 16, you should necessarily be using social media. Now, that's not the way of the world. Reality is, everybody is. It's kind of like the gun issue where, uh, oh, well, in Sweden, there aren't very many mass shootings. Well, they don't have the same gun laws as we do. Like, I, it's, it's different. And so I, I just... To me, it's it's frightening when kids are are able to access this type of technology in ways that are detrimental to their health, to their mental health. Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee today uh, reacting to Meta's valuation of teen users at two hundred and seventy dollars. That's how much the lifetime value of a teen user is. Uh, on the platform. And Blackburn said, how could you possibly even have that thought? It's astounding to me. And she said, children are not your priority. Children are your product. And I think that's where that that's a, a good characterization. I think of, of today's proceedings, but it was contentious and, and whether it was Mark Zuckerberg or, Evan Spiegel, the CEO of Snapchat, uh, TikTok. I mean, all of these companies basically had to, they apologized, which, which isn't enough. Um, and whether it's, whether it's right to put more government oversight over these, these types of platforms, I know there are people that say that, that there shouldn't be oversight and they should be, you know, people should be able to feel free to, to use these platforms as they f- see fit. But to me, it's it's very difficult to rationalize the ability to just 
wheel and deal without any sort of repercussions or any sort of oversight. Um, But that happened today on Capitol Hill. Meanwhile, lawmakers in Lansing are introducing new transparency bills as it comes to as it pertains to state funding. We'll talk about it with Senator Jim Runstead coming up at 218. Um, But but there is some contentious views on these bills. And, And I, for one. And I welcome as much transparency as possible. I I don't want you doing anything in the dark. I don't want you doing anything in a back alley. I don't want you doing anything under the guise of anything else. I want to see everything that you're doing. I want to know everybody that you talk to. Period. End of story. And if you're on the take, the information will bear it out. To me, it's what's great about sports. There are statistics. I know how good of a player you are because I can see it on paper. So uh, for me, transparency is big. Uh, and, and I don't think the legislature has gone far enough in terms of transparency. But we'll talk to Senator Jim Runstead coming up at 218. Meanwhile, a couple of Democratic lawmakers uh, gathered to talk about potential public transit systems in the state of Michigan. Representative Jason Morgan out of Ann Arbor, uh, Mike McFall out of Hazel Park, and Senator uh, Mallory McMorrow out of uh, Royal Oak talked about the need for for mass transit in the metro Detroit area. And, And Mallory McMorrow made a comment that if there are any lawmakers that don't support public transit, then they should be voted out. Here's my question. And Brian, I want you to tell me if you think I'm crazy or not. Mass transit to me feels like it wouldn't work here. Now, if you're trying to grow the city and 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 draw more people to the actual city of Detroit, um, having those connectors out to the suburbs would be a good thing. But we're not we're not seeing that yet, and. It's not like Chicago or or New York or Philadelphia where those are the only mode of transportation. It's the only way you get around. That's not how it is here. It's never been that way. And so I, I think that if you spend um, a huge amount of money to institute a transit system here, to me it feels like a bit of a waste. I, I don't know that it would get quite the use that, that they think it would. I think you're probably right. I think we remember Detroit was never designed to have mass transit nope. because the car dealers wanted to sell you a car. Correct. Which is fine. But I, I do see that there could be a use for mass transit. It would be nice. <clears throat> and just this is just an example of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we had mass transit, we could park here where we park for work, but be able to go places downtown sure. easily. Sure. And I think other people would use that, too, that work downtown or live downtown. And it would be nice, you're right, to have a connector. I, if if you needed to go to Pontiac from here to be able to go out and grab the little train and shoot yeah. out to Pontiac and not have to get your car out and all that stuff, I think it would be nice, but I think you're right. I don't think I think with the amount of money that right. you'd have to spend, it, yes. it, it's, it's... We it's, don't have that infrastructure It's not attainable here. here. Yeah. Um, but I understand the need for it. I understand the want for it. But I just, I don't, I don't think that works here. 
just because that's that's not who we are. We drive. It's not We're ingrained Detroit. in us. You're right. It's not our it's, in our DNA. Nope. And and it's I I think it's I think it's it depends on where you live, where you're from. If you have the ability, I mean, you, you don't just have a car in New York City. It's not how it works. No, Europe. You Most take the Europe, train. You don't have a car. Absolutely. Uh, meanwhile, the Detroit Free Press says no comment. The newspaper says it'll remove the ability for readers to leave comments on its website following stories. WJR senior news analyst Marie Osborne has the details. Interesting development here, Marie. Yeah, we talk about this a lot in our business about reader feedback or listener feedback, viewer feedback. So the Free Press now says it's going to remove the comments section from their website and it starts tomorrow, February 1st. The paper's editor, Nicole Avery Nichols, sending out a statement saying that the paper believes in the importance of engagement with listeners but it's making this hard choice to move away from this space because of the time investment needed to monitor the comments because they she said they need a safe environment for everyone who wants to participate in that dialogue and it, the statement went on to say that the comments section can be a benefit but only uh it be, but also it can quickly devolve if they're not managed, those comments are managed. The paper tried to put reporters in the mix by allowing them to interface with the readers, but this took away from their core duties. It was expensive to have reporters do that, so they decided to no longer do this. Free Press is not alone in this. There are a lot of newspapers around the country that have done this already. We're talking about the Chicago Tum- uh, Sun-Times, the Philadelphia Inquirer, CNN, Reuters, all of them removing their public comment sections. And one study found that it's actually a very small percentage of readers that use this kind of uh, feedback, that they actually use the feedback section, less than 1%. And then they also found that people who read those negative comments end up with a negative feeling about the story itself. So the takeaway is that a few people could really have a big impact on how a story is viewed by a large group of readers. So Chris Nichols said readers can go sort of old school. They can engage with reporters on the social media platforms, but also the old-fashioned way, a letter to the editor. And you can do that online, of course, at Freak.com. You know, I'm torn on this. I, I, I see how, you know, you could poison the well to a certain extent, but everybody's got opinions. What, what I see more and more is I see the bots. I see the people. If you if you do a little digging, right, if you if you uh, view a story on your Facebook page and then you you click that and it goes to their their Facebook page, they have like 10 followers and whatever they say is negative. It's it's nonsense. It doesn't really even make totally make sense, but it's like spam. And to me, that makes sense. You get rid of that stuff. I, I guess I'm having that ability to discuss something in the format of of what the newspaper chooses it it makes sense i'm a little torn on this if i'd like this or not i see the car i see the the benefits to it but i i also see the the I, i i guess the argument of keeping them um and i everybody likes the idea of sharing opinions that's what we do here at our place right we like it when people call uh with opinions that's what it's all about 
But I think a lot of times, all the t- and I always read comments because um, I always feel that they're giving me an idea of how people feel about sure. a certain topic Absolutely. or subject, or, or they bring up something I hadn't thought about yep. before. But boy, oftentimes, you know, you're just hearing, a, seeing a lot of name calling. You're seeing people that are trying to sell stuff, which is yeah. annoying. Yep. Uh, so. Is that really helpful? No. And if the and if the paper's investing resources in that, then they can take those resources and invest it someplace else. else. Yeah, I mean papers need that too nowadays. I mean, right. Like like reporting real don't. news, you right. know, yeah. instead of monitoring that. So I I can see why they came to this decision. I'm very curious to see if that's uh if this is something that's gonna be picked up on, on other outlets, uh not only here in the city but but around the country too. Be interesting to see. Right. Well, there have been papers already who've done it. So yeah. um I think it's, you know, is it a growing trend? Could be. I don't know, but it it's definitely something that papers are looking at. Marie Osborne, thank you very much. Thank you. Rod in Plymouth has thoughts on this. What's up, Rod? Well, you know, participation, just like WJR has, is great marketing. It gets carried on. People listen. People want to listen, not just to your opinion, but to what other – they do want to listen to your opinion, but also what, the, what other people have to say, maybe glean some information. Yeah. But the thing is is that it's better to have control of the comments on opinions that many of the stories are about than to have maybe a, a social platform – where it's a town hall where everyone comes out and speaks and is very lewd, sure. maybe. You know, it's just obvious that yeah, they and should I, continue to have control of comments. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, Rod. But I think like what, what Marie said is 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 the the allocation of resources. And if if these companies are already strapped enough where now you have to dedicate time and, and manpower to 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 sifting through these comments to find out which ones you got to take out, which ones you got to leave. It can be very time consuming and, and less coverage in other potentially important areas. All right. Got to take a break. We're talking transparency next on JR Afternoon.